the name Corp Paint came about. But nature just felt kind of electric jolt. The real ugly side of, of humanity. And their music sounds like it. I always wanted to be a band that was approachable to people, that was just regular ass people. Yo, what's up? So before I start this episode, I want to bring up two really good friends of mine that I've met along the way. They've been the backbone and really the biggest supporters of this podcast since day one. Everything visually you see with this podcast has been done by Wither Designs and Benny Bones Art. And it could be your band next. Check them out on social media. Get yourself something unique and original. And yeah, let's do this. Yo, what's up, Tom? So let's bring it back, dude. We're, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the podcast is from Buffalo. But uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Rochester, New York, and uh, yeah, I got a friend of mine, Tom of White Tides, on the show, in person. We've never done this before, but uh, we're going after it, and uh, yeah. I'm What's very up? honored. I'm very honored to be the first person to be here face-to-face with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, let's bring it back. How many years ago? Um, I've seen some funny videos of White Tide starting out. I'm sure you have. But uh, so how long has this band like been in cahoots? Well, I mean, it started off like I was probably 12, 13, and um, it was it was me and Cole. Me and Cole were like the original members that um, – we started off in, like, middle school. He was the one that actually got me into, like, metal music. He had showed me Slipknot, and I had no idea what metal music actually was. So I started listening to it more, and he's like, man, I would really love to do a band. And I'm, I remember one year we both asked for an instrument. I asked for a seven-string Jackson, and he asked for, like, it was like a rogue five-string bass. Yeah. Yikes, dude. Yeah. But, like, I remember... We both got what we wanted, and then we hit up this kid that was in, like, the school jazz band, and he was, like, our, I guess, first official drummer. That's that's kind of, like, what I did when I was younger. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we, we hooked up with this this dude that played classical guitar, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. It's, like, outside of the range. Like, they don't know a lot about metal. Like, this kid, he strictly knew jazz. He read sheet music and, like... We were like, "Oh, try and play." Of course, it was "Recreant" by uh, Chelsea Grin. Nice. We're like, "Let's let's try and do a cover of this." And he was like doing some jazz shit over it. It was it was fun. I remember we actually started playing "TNT" by ACDC out of like nowhere, and his mother upstairs was like, "Play that again! <laughs> play what? that again!" It was so funny. That's usually not the case, man. I know. They're usually like, "Shut up! Get yeah. that thing out of here!" Get I mean, the low key, they were probably like. Get the hell out of my house. But it, they're like, I want to support my kid, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's come such a long way. And I think we've been at it for about, like, five, six years now. Yeah. I thought it was only, like, three. Oh, dude, it's it's been going. It's, and we've definitely picked up a lot of momentum, um, especially with our drummer, Tyler. Um He's just, he's been that, like, missing piece, I guess. And the kid's got a lot of passion, man. I, I love it. And he's just so wholesome, and, you know, he's he's always down to work with you, and he's a great time to hang out with. But, you know, it's it's been, it's been a long time, man, and you don't really realize it 
until, until you're yeah. talking about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? <laughs> until you really think hard yeah, about it. Yeah, until you really think about, like, wow, I've really been at this for quite some time now. Yeah. I mean, my my biggest thing is uh, I like to ask people, at the end of the day, what are you trying to accomplish with your music? I mean, really, I've always just loved playing, like, live shows, have it, playing music for other people. You know, it makes me feel good, and I would sure hope that other people would enjoy it. You know what I mean? But, um... that's That doesn't mean shit, dude. No, not really. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just... I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed music. I remember I started lessons when I was, like, eight years old. I had a... It was a Fender... Or no, it wasn't even a Fender. It was a Squire Mini Strat. Yeah. Oh, dude, that the thing. guitar center tries pawning those off, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, they try and pawn them off to little like twelve-year-olds. This is the best guitar ever. This is the best guitar, man. I'm telling you. But I remember actually that was how uh, me and Cole were thinking. Oh, we should start a band because like that thing was sitting in my room for years. I I took lessons for like one year, and then I stopped playing for a real long time. And it wasn't until like twelve or thirteen when I was like started messing around with it again. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, if I want to actually, you know, continue to do this, I should upgrade on gear a little bit. <laughs> the funny thing was, I only had this little, like, 60-watt Ibanez amp. Like, just the real, oh, yeah. yeah, real city one. My friend used to have it. It was literally, like, yeah, it's literally like a box. Eight, eight it's a handheld box. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just remember I need to get an upgrade on some gear if i actually want to continue doing this and i remember from that point on i just i was very determined i just i remember every sunday we would have band practice um wait who what with the jazz guy oh no no no. the jazz guy was kind of like the beginning um but after him because we were like yeah i don't think it's gonna work because we had stopped for a minute and then we started jamming with um this kid named Tabor. um yeah okay me and him are still we still talk occasionally and he's a really great guy um but yeah we would go to his house like every sunday we would practice for like three or four hours and we just jam stuff too like we try and learn a couple covers and i remember at one point we actually it was our very first show ever it was in a backyard it was actually in our guitarist backyard nice dude it, it it was awesome. We had maybe like <laughs> we had like maybe 30, 40 people back there and you're like this this is mind-blowing. Yeah, dude, it felt awesome. I was like, "Man." But I remember we played a cover by Of Mice and Men. It was um oh man, feels like forever. We had covered that and probably looking back, there's a video of it somewhere floating around. But I bet if I look back I'd be like, "Wow, we sounded like Garbo." Oh, yeah, man. I, I'm, like, afraid to look at anything I've done. Like, It's know. the worst. Yeah, you're just, I mean, I've always been that person where I'm like, you know, this ain't good enough, but that's just what <laughs> musicians do, man. Well, like, the thing is, I, I see that as a positive thing because you're looking back and you're saying, I've improved a hell of a lot more than I was back then. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, especially at a, such a young age. Like, I think at that point I was 14. And you know, I think I was I got into a heavy around like fifteen. Yeah, because I started taking lessons, but my guitar teacher was pushing me into like Led Zeppelin, Cream. Yeah, uh, yeah. Steve Ray Vaughan. I'll be honest with you, man. I 
actually really enjoy that shit. Oh, I, I still love it. it. I still love it. But like, I mean, I don't listen to it now, but I'm kind of glad that I got pushed into that because I feel like if I was introduced metal like a long time ago, I would have been like, all right, this is cool. But at that young, at me being that young, I feel like I wouldn't have like understood what it was all about. Right. No, I totally understand that because I remember I was introduced to it in like sixth grade or something. Yeah. And, you know, at first it's like, uh, it's it's loud, it's angry, oh my God. Yeah. But once you kind of start easing into it and, you know, you just listen to it a little bit more, it starts to get a little more enjoyable as you listen. But, like, <clears throat> now it's like I can just listen to it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's nice music to me, especially if there's passion and, like, a story behind it. I always love that. That's, like, my main thing about music is a meaning behind the lyrics or behind the instrumentals, whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the newer songs that we have coming out, um, I wrote it. I wrote the lyrics for it, and it was funny because it was, like, really last minute. Oh. Like, oh boy. it was super last minute. It was probably, like, a few hours before we went to, like, the studio. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but I just wrote it, you know, it came from the bottom of my heart it, it's something that actually really means something to me and that song you know it conveys what's it, about? it perfectly what's it about uh it's about um family members that you know they're family but only by blood you know what i mean oh yeah no like, i feel it exactly everybody deals with it everybody has somebody that's like that you know what i mean where yeah. it's like yeah you're my family but you couldn't give two shits about me yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And all they want to do is just take, 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 and they won't give anything back. Yeah, that's that's a good topic. I mean, like, the one thing I can't do is, like, love songs, obviously. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, I mean, like... I think our genre isn't uh, too love-friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> love-friendly. But, no, that's cool. That's... It's, I honestly... Uh, that's the cool thing with, like, White Tides. I mean, like, you guys are into, like meaning of something i mean like i've read cole's lyrics and stuff yeah and there's like meaning behind it it's not just like i will punch you in the face yeah like like fight six 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 yeah yeah like something about satan or something about like uh breakups or whatever no it's 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 there's always going to be meaning behind it and that's what we try and go for because we don't want to be like the stereotypical like i said oh we'll put you in the face and not that there's nothing wrong with that because i could definitely get down with that yeah (laughs) i could definitely get down with that type of stuff because then that's just when i want to throw down you know what i mean right um but ever since i started going to shows i just love the atmosphere you know what i mean especially in rochester rochester is probably one of the best there's so much stuff going on oh god i mean like i've seen i've seen other scenes like uh like i just went to ohio a few weeks ago and there's a huge scene out there i mean like i didn't expect uh there to be much um Mm -hmm. but like ohio's huge california's huge florida's pretty huge when i went these are all scenes that i've like seen with my own eyes and they're huge but i mean for like local bands, uh, Rochester has a lot going for it. Like, I mean, oh god, dude! Everybody, I don't know. When I was younger, I always, always wanted to like connect with like-minded people. And I mean, like, I feel like any show I go to in Rochester, like I, I know at least five people. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to like bring like a bunch no, of you friends. Don't need, like like I, everybody's already gonna be there. You know what I mean? Especially especially if you're like you're a musician, man. Oh yeah. Like no, especially like with local bands, everybody has like a genuine respect and like love for each other. You know what I mean? But I mean like that doesn't really happen in a lot of other places. <laughs> I mean like not not to like act like Rochester is all that, but like <laughs> I mean th- I've talked to other people where they're like oh my my spot's kind of dead like there's four local bands that are friends with each other but there's no actual like scene right there's no i don't know and that's what i think is so hard to find these days is like that uh genuine camaraderie yeah where like it brings people together like i remember when shows started coming back all the familiar faces i saw all the people that i haven't seen in like two years right and they're all right back. We're right back where we left off, man. And that's something that's hard to find. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, it's not a lot of other places have that. And I'm very grateful that Rochester is one of those places that does have that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, dude, I've met so many cool people. Like, I mean, I only lived there for like two years, but I mean, like those two years I lived there and went to shows, like it was fun. Oh, and I yeah. mean, I'm still going to the, a bunch of Rochester shows, but that's mm-hmm. just like. Shit, there was like a show every week, man. I was, <laughs> it was fun, dude. It, I'm telling you, like the the scene. I remember, like, when we started actually playing shows, like mm-hmm. going out to venues and booking shows. Um, you know, at first, obviously, it's like okay, we're playing to like ten people, but still, it's it's fun, and especially like those people that stick around or that the familiar faces you see every show you go to or play. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it brings a lot of joy because it's like, man, everybody's here having a good time. Everybody's throwing down. And, you know, me, I'm just a positive person. I like to think about things like, okay, you know, how can we bring people together? How can we, you know, try and, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I just love going to shows, especially yeah. Rochester shows. Rochester's my home. I've lived there my whole life. And, you know, I really had no idea about, you know, the music scene until I actually started getting involved into it. Right. Yeah, That I, that's definitely a big thing. Like, uh, from an outsider's perspective that doesn't uh, go to shows, like, as a musician, right? Uh, they might see it a lot differently. But when you're a musician and you go to shows, like, it's totally different. Well, dude, actually, last night, um, the show that was at the bug jar yeah. i talked to this one kid at the uh bar and you know he was he's probably around our age i mean everyone was young there but um he came up and he's like yeah man I, this is like my first metal show i've ever been to and i love meeting people like oh, that yeah. because that's awesome you know they're getting followed well, in dude. this kid was having a great time and i could see it in his face he was just having a great time and i love that you know he said he was from albany and he was going to rit and he's like, yeah, it's my first metal show. And I told him, I go, dude, these these are the best places to go. Yeah. This is this is the way to go because everybody here has respect for everyone. Everybody's just trying to have fun. And it you doesn't know. cost like it. It literally like there's no reason why you can't go. It doesn't matter if you're like piss broke. Like, right. Literally, you could show up and support music like local musicians for like five dollars. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yesterday, I think the the show was like ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, that, that that's nothing. That's literally lunch. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, <laughs> like, I mean, 
that is one thing I, I do really like about Oz and, and the bug jar and just in general. like I've always really liked the bug jar. Yeah, I mean, they they try to keep the prices low, and I, I, how do I put it? I, like, really respect that because some venues, I feel like they, like, spike the prices. They'll and, overcharge it because they know that people are going to want to buy a ticket to that show. Or just support their friend. I, at a local level, um, you know, you have the friends that come out and blah, blah, blah. Oh, but, yeah, just like the I normals. Mean, but I mean, like, if you really wanted to support the scene, you would only charge five to ten dollars. Like, local bands would rather have heads than money. In oh my yeah, opinion. like oh, yeah. And I feel like the bug jar in the smaller venues, uh, like the DIY type gigs, mm. they understand that, so they're like, all right, we'll we'll deal with like the low cost tickets. Right, but look at the turnout from yesterday. There was like at least like a hundred people in that room. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and that's, I've always enjoyed playing the bug jar purely because it's a smaller venue. And oh, like when people get packed in there, oh, it's, it feels like, like it's a, a fucking, great yeah. time, man. It feels like a, uh, you're selling out like an arena when you're in there. Yeah. That's what like, I mean. It's like, Oh man, there's so many people in here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean like that, I mean that, I think the fact that like that place got lifted out of the dirt with the pandemic too just goes to show like that that spot is just growing. Uh, yeah. And like it, like it ain't going. And it's away. gonna it's gonna continue. It's just gonna keep going. It ain't going away. Yeah, man. I mean, there are a lot of great venues in the Rochester area. Um, the Bug Jar being one of them. Uh, we played at California Brew House a few times. Yeah. That place is fun too. I remember we've had shows there at like three in the morning and like dude, there's, there's literally like five people in the room and the the main band that was headlining comes up and like they're just five people out there yeah but all five of those people were jamming you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. i love that it's like you know i get it people gotta go home it's late whatever yeah. <clears throat> but you know they still played their whole set and i stayed for that whole set and i had a good time yeah. You know, it's just all about support. You know what I mean? Okay, all right, so we're back on track with White Tides. Um, we're back. So one of the favorite question, one of my favorite questions I, like, ask to bands any level, uh, huge, small, anything um mm -hmm. like what have you learned up to this po point about um being in a band and what do you think does it take to be successful and what does that word like mean to you one word yeah friendship bro I'm, I, I i will stand by that because if you're not friends with the guys you're in a band with like then there's no point you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to have good relations with all of your bandmates. And if you don't have that, there's not going to be chemistry when it comes to, like, writing. Yeah. And, like, trying to, you know, put stuff together, such as, you know, a show or a merch run. or You, you got to have genuine friendship with your bandmates. Like, <laughs> dude, like, 
Tyler is the best person ever. <laughs> I will defend this till the day I die. Tyler is like one of the most genuine people I've ever met. I remember the first time we went over to his house. Um, we went and got a garbage plate together, and I just goofball. Rem- oh, dude, he's a gr- he's just such a goofball, and he's just so energetic. It's he's fun to be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it really brings a smile to my face. Like he's just a great guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's very family oriented and he takes his friendships very seriously. And like he has genuine like affection towards the people he cares about. Like he won't bullshit you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He, that's not Tyler at all. He won't bullshit you. He'll tell you how shit is. But man, he's just like you said, a goofball. That's what <laughs> all about him, man. Goofball. You hear it, Tyler? You're a, a goofy goofball, man. But. Man, he's a sexy bastard, too. (laughs) Yeah, so, all right, so I'd say the first part of the question, you know, like accomplishments, like what what do you think has been like the the pinnacle point to where you felt like, I don't know, like what's your biggest achievement with the band so far, do you think? I think our biggest achievement, honestly, is the show we we played back in, like before the pandemic started. We played a Body Snatcher show with, um, yeah, we played with, it was Body Snatcher, um, Born Anew, and there was one other, oh. Did I play that one? Um. I think I did. You might have. I did. It was sold out. It was, yeah, it, it was with, you remember when Volkills came up on stage? Yeah, that was, my, that was the show I played. I fucking, yeah, I remember because everybody's like, yo, you do know, like, you you basically sold out the montage, right? And I'm like, really? Because I couldn't see my glasses. <laughs> my glasses fell off, and I couldn't see the crowd. So the whole show, I couldn't see anything. You see a bunch of blurs. Other on the like, fret, what's going on? Other on the fretboard, bro. <laughs> and it was I thought I thought that I played a good set too, but like I I put my glasses on. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. Hey, look at all these people. I'm like, I gotta admit, like that. I mean, even though I wasn't in the band, mm-hmm. I remember being like, "Whoa, this is like, this is like cool shit." It was shit. a great show, man. I just remember a lot of people being there, and I remember we played a killer set, and it, it just I can't I can't describe it. You know what I mean? I remember just thinking to myself that this is something that I want to continue to do. Yeah, no, you know I, I, mean? I I remember playing that show and being like, "Fuck, dude!" Like. I mean, I played a few death metal shows, but I really saw the difference of, like, capacity with hardcore shows. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it gets packed. And that's what I love is just the, everybody packs in and, you know, they're all sweaty, stinky. <laughs> but, man, dude, it's just such a great atmosphere to be around. And people yeah. think, like, oh, my God, scary people. Like, no, we're all friendly. No. Yeah, see, like, that that's the biggest misconception, dude. I've... I'll say this one more time. I talked to one of the most, I don't know, most considered evil people in metal, mm-hmm. Mayhem and Gorgoroth. No. Uh, and they were two of the biggest fucking sweethearts, man. <laughs> like, like, like I get them on, I get them on here, and they're like, you know, thank you for having the chat. Have a good day. Uh, mm-hmm. Adios. Talk to you soon. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I was waiting for like. Don't call back, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want you calling me again. Yeah, like 
shitty interview. Keep going. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, like, no, just, yeah, I feel that. Like, everybody. Everybody thinks we're big, bad, scary, but no, we're just all friends coming out to have a good time. Goofballs, man. Yeah, for literal fucking goofballs. But, uh, no, that, so other than that show, um, what else do you think? <laughs> Biggest achievement, man, for the band. Right. So biggest achievement of the band other than that show, what was it? Uh, just sticking together. Hold your mic closer to your face, Buck. Uh, Not that close. <laughs> it's just sticking together through all you know the BS and like the bumps in the road that we had as a band. Um, you know, we went through a lot of lineup changes, um, and one of the biggest ones was going from drummer to drummer, simply because we just had to change practice space and like find a whole new location but you know going to tyler was pretty easy because he already had a solidified space and we could just set up right there it wasn't really a hassle yeah yeah um but you know there have been a lot of bumps in the road man just you know it comes to like writer's block (laughs) and drama and you know just the whole thing like we went through uh i want to say like three or four lineup changes in like the past like two years something like that but um ever since we brought um tc into the band um it really hasn't changed since then we actually have um a new member that we just added uh kyle radke from into the harbor oh yeah sexy Um, boy yeah big sexy boy i'm telling you man he just bought uh, a new uh, Sterling. Uh, I think it's the Stingray bass. That thing's nice, man. But um, he bought it for the band. Yeah. Oh, he's in, dude. Oh, that's what I mean. I'm like, like hey, you bought that for the band? He's, he, no, he's in the band, bro. He says he's a fill, but if he bought equipment for the project, he's, he's in the in. band. He's in. <laughs> but um, I've known him for years, uh, just through playing local shows and. You know, it's kind of funny because like when I saw him in the rehearsal spot, I'm like, this is kind of it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I know that he's friends with all of you guys mm-hmm. and he likes that type of music. Oh, yeah. And he's like he's got a like good spirit. He's he's definitely uh, he's been in the scene for a lot longer than any of us have. Oh, yeah. So he's got a lot of wisdom that he can, you know, teach us. Uh, right. You know, just you promotion wise and you know all that all the little things that you really don't think about if you're like actually trying to go somewhere with the band mm-hmm. and you know he's honestly just a really good guy too oh, like, yeah. he's great to talk with you know i go to his house every now and then and i hang out with him and his wife uh sarah you know they're great people they're very genuine and that's 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 what you're really looking for is just that genuine person that you can get along with and also have like a professional relationship. Try with. to collaborate, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. but yeah, we he's uh, playing bass for us right now, um, and I'm really happy to have him on board because he seems like he's very determined and he's you know he's expressed to us multiple times that he's very excited and. I am too, honestly. You know what yeah, I mean? That's sweet. That's real cool. Because, like, I mean, like, I was there, and I'm like, bro, 
I mean, I feel, I just feel like it works. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like the puzzle is kind of there. Like it's, it's like 99% oh, there. Oh God, dude, I'm telling you. Well, like the funny thing is too with Kyle is that me and him are almost like the same person and yeah. we have the same logic when it comes to writing like a riff or something. There is beauty in simplicity. Oh yeah. I, dude, I say that too. I like it. You don't even need to go crazy technical on a riff. Like there is beauty in simplicity. I stand by that because literally almost every riff I've written for white tides has been like bullshit. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's, it, I mean, just that style of music, it always works. You know? Well, right. That's what I mean too. It's, it also comes with the genre. You know, yeah. it's very simple, but it could, it definitely packs a punch. You know what I mean? That's what I love about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plus we're both really, we're just both fucking stupid and goofy. <laughs> like, I remember one night we were, we were just up, we were just up real late watching YouTube and like there was this video that like we were all crying about. Like we were just laughing our happy asses off about it. And we kept rewinding it for like at least like thirty minutes. Just back, 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 back. And eventually someone was like, Can we stop watching this? And we all come like, No. We wanna do what we wanna do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and it goes back to like you have to get along with your bandmates. Yeah, yeah. You have to get along because if you don't, then you're not going to, it's going to create a problem with writing or, you know, general decisions that everyone wants to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a whole thing, but happy to have Kyle on board. Um, Last thing is uh, looking forward. What do you want to achieve with White Tides? I would love to at least go on like maybe a small like east coast tour or something uh, something like that how about big we're thinking big picture like oh you're thinking big picture i'm talking i'm talking like the biggest picture that you could fucking think of oh dude (laughs) the biggest picture i could think of is just like playing a sold out like stadium like darien lake if i could (laughs) if i could okay that's that's the goal if i could get a show at Darien Lake with like a bigger name band that's coming in. I think I would quit right there after. I'd be like, this is the peak. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if I were to leave right then and there, I would be satisfied. Cause. What do you think? So I feel like that genre wouldn't work at Darien Lake. Oh no, but it wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's, let's think about something that's like, I don't know, like surface level, like something that like could actually be something that is attainable. And I'm not saying that you can't play a stadium. I'm just saying that Darien Lake, Darien like, Lake is not. You're the literally atmosphere for a hardcore show. You're literally having like Post Malone and Corn playing there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they don't. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. I mean, I mean, Warp Tour, Warp Tour, like you could Warp, get on Warp Tour, Tour. Yeah, I, I mean, I never got the pleasure of going to one of those. Me man. neither. I was I was real heartbroken about it just because, you know, I was I was fairly young when like I first heard about it and I would ask my parents, Can you drive me here? Right. And they're like, No, no, you're not going to that <laughs> and it it sucked and then when I was actually starting to come around to where like, oh I can I have my license now, I can go drive by myself to go see it, they ended it. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh fuck. And you can't do much about it, but 
you know, if if we got to play like something along the lines of like Warp Tour, yeah, that would be a pretty big achievement, and that's something that. What about you know, uh, what the hell is that one thing that just came through with Knock Loose? Uh, ah, oh, what was it? I know what you're talking about. It's it was, some fast, some. Oh, I hate when this happens. <laughs> yeah, I just skip along. Yeah, there was a fest that came through. I just don't know the name. but mm-hmm. No, I heard about that. It was like Knocked Loose and yeah. a couple of other bands that had come through. They were going in Syracuse, correct? Yeah. Yeah. If I got to do something like that with a band like Knocked Loose or like a bigger name and I got to maybe hop on like a tour date where they were coming like locally or like you could, around man. here. Bro, you could. I probably could. It's we just, probably could. It's but just who you know. Bro. It's not about what you know. It's about it's who, who you, you know. know. That's uh, that's <laughs> something I've heard multiple times, and I 100% agree with And that. I know Cole, <laughs> the, 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 the guitar player. Mm. Yeah, I talked to him. He's a he's a decent Well, decent no, he's guy. a vocalist. No. No, Cole. Oh, Cole. Oh. Cole Crushfield. He, he's I you are talking in, about our Cole. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not in the band anymore, but he was... Fuck, if I would have... If he was still in the band, I would have been like, yo, I got a band that wants to play with you, bro, in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, man. But he's not in the band anymore. It's quite unfortunate. Yep. Facepalm. Well, thanks for your help, John. 